This is All Things Considered on NHPR. I'm Peter Biello. Work requirements under the federal health insurance program Medicaid are based on a simple premise. If you want to receive government assistance for your health care and you're able to work, you should. In recent years, the federal government has told states like New Hampshire that they can't impose work requirements for Medicaid recipients. But with Republicans in charge in Washington, D.C., work requirements may be allowed should New Hampshire lawmakers ask for it again. A new report from the Carsey School of Public Policy at UNH takes a look at who might be affected by work requirements. Jessica Carson is co-author of the study, and she's on the line now to tell us what she found. Jessica, thank you very much for speaking with me. Thank you for having me. So these work requirements, even if they are imposed someday, uh, would still exempt certain people who receive Medicaid. Who are those people? That's correct. So uh, the features of possible work requirements vary state to state. Um, But in our analysis, we assume that a new policy would affect non-elderly adults who are not working at least 20 hours a week year-round, or who are not enrolled in school, or who are not caring for their own child under age six. So about 70% of people would not be affected by the work requirements as we envision them here. So we're talking about 3 in 10 folks would be affected by the potential requirement. 3 in 10, so 30% roughly. And and what are the conditions of their lives, of this 30%, that make their status as a Medicaid recipient vulnerable under a hypothetical work requirement? Broadly speaking, most of the folks who would be potentially affected by a work requirement are already working in some capacity or who were were seeking work for at least part of the past year. So we're talking about 80% of these folks either were working some but not quite enough to to reach the part-time or full-time year-round requirement or they were already seeking work and they weren't able to find it. So those folks um, under a work requirement would technically not meet the work requirement, um, eligibility requirements and would be therefore ineligible for Medicaid. So folks essentially who are looking for work are unable to find it as well, those people would be affected? Yes. What about people who are, say, caring for a family member and so they they are unable to find work because the demands of that care are just so huge? Mm -hmm. Are, Are those people going to be burdened by a work requirement? like I said, the the specific features do vary state to state. Um, But in this analysis, we uh, assume that folks who have a child under six years old in the household with them, their own child, they will be excluded from the work requirement. But people who are caring for another person in the household, if it's not a child under six, they would be subjected to a work requirement in many states. So for example, we could be talking about um, a single mother who's caring for an older child with a disability or a person who's caring for aging parents in the household. And like you said, the burdens of caring for another person could be uh, to the extent that it makes them unable to meet the work requirement. Okay. And you broke this down uh, by people living in rural and urban areas. Did you find any difference? Are people in rural or urban areas more vulnerable to changes in their Medicaid status under a work requirement? Uh, So one of our big takeaways here was that actually rural and urban folks seem to be about equally vulnerable to this. This is an important issue in rural places, too, so we wanted to to be sure to highlight that. Um, One difference that did emerge, however, is that there's a slightly higher share of that potentially impacted group who were working or looking for work in rural places. So that's slightly over 80% in rural places and slightly under 80% in urban places. So not a huge difference, but, um, you know, there is a bit of a difference there, um, which you know, could indicate that uh, people in rural places perhaps are not working because there's a lack of opportunity there um, that doesn't exist in urban places. In both 
rural and urban areas, a large portion of Medicaid recipients said they only worked part of the year, and those folks could potentially be impacted by this work requirement, uh, hypothetical work requirement, of course. Uh, Can you tell us about this group and what kind of challenges they may face? Sure. So part-year employees, there's obviously a lot of variability within that group. But in rural places, often those are people who um, maybe work seasonally. So um, in agricultural jobs, for example, um, where harvests are, harvests are only uh, applicable for part of the year, hours are only available um, in certain seasons. So, so those folks are certainly people who would fall into that working part-year category and could be affected by a work requirement. Uh, Your report mentions also that uh, states like New Hampshire need to be mindful or perhaps should be mindful of the administrative costs associated with a work requirement. Uh, For example, the state might have to keep track of how much people are working, and that's going to require hiring some people to be monitors in some sense. Absolutely. And that's particularly relevant when we consider the fact that we're talking about a low-income population who may face a lot of instability in their employment across the year anyways. So tracking when folks are in and out of jobs or above and below certain hours thresholds could certainly be cumbersome from an administrative standpoint. Uh, In the course of your research, did it it strike you that um, these numbers were particularly telling for a state like New Hampshire? Did it it, uh, present an accurate picture in your view of what might happen in New Hampshire with a work requirement? So our work actually didn't have any state-by-state breakdowns, but uh, given that our analysis shows strong similarity between the work activities of Medicaid recipients in rural and urban places, and given that New Hampshire has an especially low unemployment rate, uh, we don't have any reason to expect that the overall takeaways would be less relevant to a state like New Hampshire as a whole. Jessica Carson is a research scientist in the Vulnerable Families Program at the Carsey School of Public Policy at UNH. Jessica, thank you very much for speaking with me. Thank you for having me, Peter. And you can find a link to the report Jessica co-authored at our website, nhpr.org.